Hello, word nerds. Welcome to this brand new episode of the podcast called The Dictionary. I think today is June 13th. Um, I'm so confused because I was possibly going to record this episode with a guest. Uh, Unfortunately, they were not able to record. And I also didn't know if they even wanted to record this episode, given that the words are on here. Uh, So what I did was I recorded the next episode tomorrow's, which is June 14th. Uh, So now I'm backtracking one. And then after this, I'm probably going to record June 15th. So I hope that I don't get super confused when I'm copying these files to my computer and editing them. Although I probably will be. So hopefully when I'm hearing this, I will be able to fix the problem. The first word for this episode is bipropellant. B-I-P-R-O-P-E-L-L-A-N-T. Noun from 1947. A rocket propellant consisting of separate fuel and oxidizer that come together only in a combustion chamber. You have to be a rocket scientist to understand that. No, not really, but it helps. Uh, Or at least helps uh, to know how to make one of those, because I don't know how to make any rockets. Next we have bipyramid. It's a pyramid with the prefix bi, noun from 1897. A crystal consisting of two identical pyramids base to base. Bipyramidal. Bipyramidal is an adjective. Why do we change the emphasis on the syllables when we change the words around, when we add another syllable to the end? Why do we do that? I don't know. English is weird. Next word is biquadratic, adjective or noun from 1668. And we have the synonym. It's the word quartic. Q-U-A-R-T-I-C, quartic. Okay, that's a new word for me. Um, and why? Why? I don't understand. Well, maybe when we get to the cues, I'll understand a little bit better. I am fumbling with my headphones because I want to put the second one in. And of course, they're all tangled up. Okay. Oh, I got to take that headphone out before I put in this headphone. Perfect. Now we have the word biracial. This is an adjective from 1922. It would have been good to have a biracial guest on this episode, but it did not work out that way. Uh, This one is of relating to or involving members of two races. Biracialism is a noun. This is definitely something uh, that we have been seeing a lot more of uh, in the last many decades, honestly. I mean, it's probably um, been ramping up every single decade. We have more and more peoples from different uh, races, communities, cultures getting together, falling in love with each other, not, um, uh, you know, having having kids. I, I don't know where I was going with that other statement with the word not. Uh, basically, you know, realizing that uh, you don't have to stick with your own group. There are other people out there that are great and awesome and uh, you will only you will only benefit from learning about those other groups and cultures. And uh, you know this this is a this is the perfect example. This is the the um, when when two people from that group uh, from different groups come together and they fall in love and they have a child who could be called biracial. Maybe that is not a great name, depending on who you are. You may not like that that term that word, um, but you know, for all intents and purposes, that's what it is. And um, I I love seeing this. I love, 
seeing that they're that this is happening why am i talking so much about this i just think that it's a really great thing that is occurring in our society uh and i, I can't even tell you how many how often i hear people who um you know, who, let's say, they look African-American, but then you find out that maybe they're uh, part Caucasian too, or uh, maybe their mother or father was Asian of some kind. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of people out there, and it, it only makes the world better, is what I'm trying to say. Um, that is it for biracial. Uh, we are moving on to biradial adjective from circa 1909 having both bilateral and biradial no bilateral and radial symmetry next is biradical noun from 1943 a free radical or compound with two unpaired electrons next we have now i want to say biramis but i think it's biramis or biramis b i r a m o u s adjective from 1877, having two branches. I'm guessing that could be uh, re related to a tree or a bush of some kind, but it could also be related to uh, two branches of a, a family tree or anything with branches. It could be biramis, biramis. Uh, this is from the bi prefix plus the Latin word ramus, R-A-M-U-S, which means branch. Now we have the word birch. B-I-R-C-H. It is the first form. It is a noun from before the 12th century. One, any of a genus, lots of parentheses, of monoecious deciduous trees or shrubs having simple petioled leaves and typically a layered mem membranous outer bark that peels readily. Number two, the hard, pale, close-grained wood of a birch. Number three, a birch rod or bundle of twigs for flogging. Birch or birchen are adjectives. The part in parentheses in that first definition said uh, the scientific name is Betula, B-E-T-U-L-A, of the family Betulaceae. I really hope I'm pronouncing those correctly. Uh, that is the birch family. This is from Old English Bjork, B-E-O-R-C, it is akin to the Old High German birka, B-I-R-K-A, which means birch, uh, from the Old English biort, which means bright, and probably to, it says to, the Latin word fraxinus, which means ash tree, and there's more at the word bright. Uh, when my wife and I were in, I think we were in Iceland, uh, I don't remember, what, we were in probably one of those little shops somewhere and they had a little bottle of uh, liquor, a liqueur, that was, uh, it said birch on it. It was like a birch-flavored or a liquor liqueur that came from a birch tree or something like that. And uh, I honestly don't really remember what it tasted like, but I don't think it was too bad, actually. Uh, I, th I would try it again. Now we have the second form of birch. It is a transitive verb from 1830, to beat with or as if with a birch. And a synonym is whip. I did not know that this is something that people did. Now we have the word bircher, capital B-I-R-C-H-E-R. It is a noun from 1961, a member or adherent of the John Birch Society. John Birch is somebody's name. Uh, Birchism is a noun, birchist or birchite 
are nouns or adjectives. So somebody who is part of the John Birch Society would probably call themselves a, a Birchist or a Birchite. I don't know anything about this society. Uh, now we have, uh, this is our last word for this episode. It's the word bird, B-I-R-D. It's the first form. The second form will be in the next episode, uh, and this is going to take up a chunk of time. Let me tell you that. Wow, we are already over eight minutes in. Okay, let's do it. This word, bird, is a noun from before the 12th century. One is archaic. The young of a feathered vertebrate. Number two, any of a class, aves, or aves, A-V-E-S, of warm-blooded vertebrates distinguished by having the body more or less completely covered with feathers and the forelimbs modified as wings. Number three, a game bird. Number four, synonym is clay pigeon. 5A, synonym is fellow. 5B, a peculiar person. Hmm. Uh, now we have 5C, it is chiefly British, and it's the synonym girl, G-I-R-L. Yes, they sometimes call girls birds. Don't know how the girls feel about that. Number six, synonym is shuttlecock. That's the thing that they use in badminton. Number seven is chiefly British, uh, and so we have 7A, a hissing or jeering sound expressive of disapproval. 7B, dismissal from employment. Number eight, a thin piece of meat rolled up with stuffing and cooked. Number nine, number nine, number nine, a man-made object as an aircraft, rocket, or satellite that resembles a bird, especially by flying or being aloft. Number 10, an obscene gesture of contempt made by pointing the middle finger upward while keeping the other fingers down. You could also say flipping the bird. That is, yep, here we go. Usually used with the word the, uh, called also just finger. Give you the finger, give you the bird. Those are things that people say. If you're a kid, don't be giving the bird until you're older maybe and know what you're actually doing. Number 11, we have the number two definition for the word birdie, which uh, is in the next episode. Yes. Uh, Bird-like is an adjective. For the birds is a phrase. Uh, Synonyms for that one are worthless and ridiculous. And um, there is a really, really great Pixar short called For the Birds. It was one of the really early ones, maybe their second or third one that was released in theaters, I think. Uh, so it's at least their third one that was made, if not after that. Um, it's it's just very short and very goofy and silly, and the animation, the design is great. The sounds are great. Uh, it's, it's cute and silly, um, but I, I really enjoy that one. So after all of that, now I have to describe to you this picture. It's a picture of a bird. I don't know what kind of bird it is. It looks a little bit like a blue jay, but I definitely don't think it's a blue jay. There are no colors. Uh, it's got a pretty big head compared to its body. I don't know. Oh, actually, it tells me it's a kingfisher. Thanks, book. So this is for the number two definition of the word bird. It does say it's a kingfisher, and there are 14 words that are pointing to different parts of the body. So let us do this. Number one is the crest. This is the basically the hair and the feathers that are on top of the head. Uh, or actually, not exactly. It's pointing to the back of the that part, but it's basically the the top. 
Uh, but number two is the crown, which is basically pointing to the same spot as number one, the crest, but on the front side. So it's it's basically like the forehead of the bird. Number three is the bill. You heard all about bill not that long ago. Uh, that's it's, its beak, its bill. Number four is the throat. It's in the same place that the throat would be on a human and many, many other animals. It's right under the bill. Number five is the auricular region. Oh, so uh, so R, uh, a, the prefix A-U-R uh, has to do with hearing, and so that is pointing uh, just behind the eyeball where the ear would be if they had, uh, well, they have ears, but that's not the same ears that we have. Uh, now we have number six is the breast. Uh, so this is pointing right below the throat. It's like the upper, upper chest, uh, the neck, essentially. Number seven is the scapulars. This is, well, I think the scapulas on a human are the shoulder blades. So this is pointing to basically right above the area where their wings are. It's kind of like the shoulders. Number eight is the abdomen. I think most of you probably know what the abdomen in it, the abdomen is. Uh, this is the, the lower chest or the upper belly area. Um, it's, uh, it's still pretty far forward. It's kind of right in the middle. Number nine is the tarsus. This is the foot. Number 10 is the upper wing, upper wing coverts, upper wing coverts. This is the, the top of the wing, basically not the shoulder area, a little bit below that, kind of right in the middle of the, uh, the widest part of the wing. Number 11 is called the primaries. And it's kind of hard to see on this, but it looks like it is the smallest feathers at the very end of the wing. Those are the primaries. Number 12 are the secondaries. So those look like those are the next level of feathers um, closer to the shoulders. And I don't know why they have them in that order. They've got the upper wing coverts. Those That was number 10. Those would be the, the main portion of the wing. Those are, But then they go to the tip of the wing and then they go back to the middle. So 10 is upper wing coverts, the top. Primaries, number 11, is the end of the wing. And then number 12, secondaries, is the middle of the wing. Those are those feathers. Number 13 is rectrix. Uh, that is the very end of the tail. <clears throat> Not the feathers. Maybe those. that is the name of the feathers. I don't know. And then number 14 is the tail. Um, what was I going to say about the bird and the thing of Tarsus? I don't remember. I had some comment or story about... A bird, and I can't remember what it was. That's okay. That is okay, Spencer. No problem. Um, we are going to pick biracial as the word of the episode because I know I talked a lot about it. I fumbled over my words a lot, but it's just uh, it's just representative of what I see as good in the world and uh, where we are going in the world. Do you agree? I hope you do. I really want to remember what I was going to say, but I really can't remember. Was it about the foot? Was it about the wing? Oh, when I was a kid, um, I used to get those nature books. I can't remember. There was not not natural, no, natural, National Geographic. But it was one for kids, and there was one. I just it's just a memory that sticks out in me. The idea was, what would a human look like if they their their chest muscles and arm muscle basically their chest muscles were strong enough to uh make them uh, be able to fly 
you know, we'd obviously have to have wings, but their chest muscles, birds' chest muscles are so strong um, that that's what allows them to flap so fast. Um, and so I just, there was a, um, a, a drawing of a human with very large chest muscles in, in a, a prone position like they were flying. And the sight of it was just so silly to me uh, that I, I, I'll tr- see if I can find a picture of it. I probably can't, but I'll see if I can find a picture and post it to Instagram. Um, it was just a funny sight to see a, a human man with this very weird chest. Um, but you know, you got to have those muscles if you want to be able to fly. That's all I got for you today. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.